Yeah. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. The good guy coming in last place. Last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. Welcome to Say Hello to the Bad Guy. I'm your host, Locke. And this is the podcast where we drink, smoke, and bullshit about the life of historic criminals. Now, today we're gonna do we're gonna do this a little bit different because today we're gonna be doing the season one recap. As this is being released, so today it's February 5th. Um, we dropped our first episodes February 6th. So it's actually the day before our one-year anniversary for the show. So instead of covering one specific criminal, what we're going to do is we're going to just kind of do a little recap of the first season. And instead of having a couple guest hosts like usual today, we got uh, most of the crew, as J-Bone likes to call them, like our our Wu-Tang of bad guy hosts. And we ain't nothing to fuck with. (laughs) The only one that we're missing today is going to be Bugs. He's off at school getting uh, education, so I guess I'll let that slide. He's our young, dirty bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Like usual, though, uh, we always got to start with the drink roundup. So I'll kind of go around the horn with this real quick. So, Tone, you want to get us started? What do you got to drink today? Uh, Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Nice. The uh, Voodoo Ranger, that's definitely one of the repeat offenders. That's got to be up there on the list for season one of uh, most drinking beers on the show, for sure. Yeah, it felt like... uh... Since I'm at home, I could go with some nine percenters. <laughs> that that is sometimes the downside of these remote episodes. Is uh, everybody's like, "Oh, cool, I can drink more because uh, you yeah. know I'm at home." Until they drink way more, <laughs> not yeah. just on the podcast. Too comfortable. Yeah. I got three of them. I plan on finishing. <laughs> Bam! Not catching the downside. I'm catching all upsides around here. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go ahead, uh, the Duke, Dan the Man, what do you got to drink today? Oh, well, Mad Tank ain't on so far because he would be proud of my underground Mountain Brown. It's from Founders. It's like their 2020 KDS. It's just a uh, brown imperial stout mixed with uh, coffee and chocolate. It tastes just like the uh, KBS, and it's 11.9. I think KBS is 12.1%, so it's like their 2020 KDS, but... <laughs> It's fucking delicious. It's probably my new favorite. Yeah, so so far everybody everybody is taking advantage of the remote podcast <laughs> and pulling out the big dogs. Uh, I was going to pour me some bourbon, but I thought, nah, why overdo it? Uh, we got time. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> threaten me with a good time. Uh, J-Bone? I got a uh, short sprue, another return offender, uh, soft parade. Okay. Medium heavy hitter. Yeah. That's a good, I believe Tank will call them uh, session style, right? You can put down a, a handful of them. All right, Miss Lorraine McLean. Hello. We got Sagal Rock and Rye. The heaviest of the heavy hitters. <laughs> Do people outside of Michigan know what Fago is? They might not. They're a juggalo, they do. Yeah, they know ICP. <laughs> yeah. I think Rock and Rye might be the best Fago flavor. I would agree. Maybe. Maybe Red Pop. Close. See, those are my two least favorite ones. I don't like really. Oh, <laughs> but then again, I'm a sick bitch when it comes to Fago. I like orange cola and Moomass. Just has some uh, cotton candy flavor. What's the Fago Sprite one? Twist. Twist. Gotcha. That one's all right. Is, I guess. And then I got a squirt. 
Rocky or something? Word. Yeah. I feel weird saying, like, people are like, I like Rock and Rye. I like Orange. Like, I think the best Fago flavor is Cola. I don't think that counts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> well, I don't really like flavor pop, you know? So, I mean, that would Clearly. be my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's pop? Yes, we are all from Michigan, so we drink Fago <laughs> and we call it pop. We drink pop. <laughs> Well, I mean, like Lorraine said, one of her favorite flavors is red pop. That's the red name pop. of the fucking flavor. There you go. And Damn, out of all this drinking, we had the biggest conversation about Fago. Yeah. <laughs> it is ironic. He made it as a joke, but yes, the people that would most know Fago outside of Michigan would mostly be Juggalos and ICP Juggalos. fans. For sure. There's a lot of Fago lovers. There's a website called Fago Lovers. <laughs> And what they do with those two liters is amazing. I've seen them shoot one about 200 yards. Shake it up and pop it in All right. So how about you, Cancer? What you, do you got to drink today? I have this uh, sea salt stout from Waypost. Uh, I guess it's a new brewery in Fenville, Michigan. Okay. But it's light. It's only 5%. What style of super fancy glass is that you got in there? It's a tulip glass. Tulip. Yep. <laughs> yeah, put you your picture out. on it. Put your, yep, exactly. I got a super fancy glass today, too. Uh, I don't know what type it's called, though. I believe that's a Pilsner glass. Pilsner glass. That was going to be my next guess, for sure. Pilsner. <laughs> I didn't know we were fancy glass, and I could have grabbed my cowboy boot or something. Didn't <laughs> look. Yeah, because that special Detroit bottle. Nothing beats Fago Rock and Rye in a cowboy boot. <laughs> <laughs> das boot gets even trickier when you mix in uh, Fago with it. Yeah. The bubbles. It's the bubbles. All right. And then uh, we also got with us uh, DC the Mastermind. What do you got to drink today? You know, I had to go the classic uh, triple stout, but today I actually have, I normally do a vodka, but I'm going with a Crown Royal Black. So nice. absolutely delicious. And for the cup, I also have a fancy cup. Normally <laughs> I do a red cup. Today it's gray. <laughs> I would say silver. You know what? See, I, I got a problem with colors, but yeah. So I'll go with what you said, silver. Nice. This probably wouldn't be the best episode for a first time listener, but in case they got one, uh, DC, you want to break down the triple stout for them real quick? Oh, yeah. So um, on the podcast, I end up finding out uh, from Locke that I guess it's a thing somewhere around the world. But I'm a big stout drinker. I love stouts. But uh, one day I just decided to try vodka and coffee. And it tastes just like a stout, but it's so much more potent, especially with this Crown Royal Black. This stuff is like 45 percent alcohol. So it's a lot more powerful than a stout. So I started calling it a triple stout because it tastes like a stout. <laughs> and then Locke made one out of, what did you have that day? You had a bourbon in it, I think. Most uh, most of my drinks I mix with bourbon. It's my go-to. Yeah, so it does the job. See, most of my beers I drink now are soaked in bourbon barrels, like the KBS, the one I'm drinking today, and uh, a couple of the other ones I've had are all, are all uh, bourbon beers. That's how they get you up to that 11, 12 percent, 14. And oh, yeah. There's magic in them barrels. <laughs> Absolutely. The beer I got today, I'd actually got a six pack 
and then they were so good i purposely saved three because i was like oh, i want to drink these on the podcast because they're really good it's dogfish head campfire amplifier yeah, they make some good uh, ipas this one is a it's a milk stout brewed with graham crackers cinnamon marshmallows cocoa powder and vanilla beans that sounds delicious yeah it's great god damn you got the baddest <laughs> drink ever <laughs> Before we get started, I got to make sure I take the time to thank Sixfo Sueno for letting us use his music in the intro. Thank Cancer for letting us use his song in the mid-roll. Whoop, whoop. I also agree, whoop, whoop. Yeah, actually, I don't know if I ever told you, Cancer, but ever since you've been on the podcast, I, uh, I've checked out your shit. I bump it all the time. That's like some of my favorite oh, yeah, man. I didn't know that uh, you rep with uh, Paradigm. That dude's oh, like, yeah. my favorite underground dude. I know, yeah. That's awesome. Hell yeah, that's my dude. He well, was once my dude, way back, Like my hairline. What'd you say? <laughs> I said he was once my dude, too. <laughs> yeah, but you can follow Sixfo Swain on Instagram. You can follow Cancer on Instagram at Eyes Bleed Defiance. You can also follow us at Bad Guy Podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. And if you're having a hard time finding any of the links, you can just go to the website, badguypodcast.com, and then you can click through all the links for there. So uh, we'll go ahead and get started, and we're going to cover, uh, wrap up season one. This ain't negotiation time. This is Scarface, final scene, fucking bazookas under each arm. Say hello to my little friend. Um, I don't really know how we're going to do this, so I got some rough notes. Uh, what's up? No, I was just wrapped it up. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were raising your hand. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd be a good teacher. I caught that shit out of the corner of my eye and everything. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> got you. The first thing we'll start off with is on the Purple Gang, and that was DC was on that episode with us. So this is one of the things we had to cover. So in the same episode that had one of our best unrehearsed showings of historical knowledge, where DC knew right off the bat that the area of little Jerusalem where the purple gang come up is the same area that later became the black bottom neighborhood. So I was like, good historical facts. Like guy knows his shit, right? Didn't even have that prep. Didn't know the story coming in. It's also the episode that has our worst usage of random historical knowledge. <laughs> when I discussed prior to nationwide prohibition during the 1918 Damon act, I said that the purple gang would bring in a lot of their beer from Toledo which is true because they didn't have to go, you know, Canada, stuff like that. But I also said, because it's really easy, you just jump on 75 and it's a straight shot down. Well, it turns out 75 wasn't even started until 1957. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I was like, yeah, Toledo, no fucking problem, man. That's a straight shot. You get down there. turns out, nope, not so much. It's a little trickier. So we had a listener, Dan, that brought this to my attention. At that time, Michigan side roads were fucking terrible. One of the problems that made it easy to set up hijackings in the area was mud roads. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So they actually sometimes used to have to use the horse wagon, take the horses off the wagon to pull the car through the muddy roads. That's so stupid. Why didn't they just build a road? <laughs> the funny part is i've i've been to places in michigan like 
within the last couple of years that still have roads like that. Some of these outskirts where they still have the dirt roads and it looks just like this, it'll rain and stuff. And, and like they're in areas where the lake beds are high and the water will come over it. And you drive down it a couple of times and it looks just like this. I'll take you to Lincoln Park right now. There's at least a couple <laughs> The only time I ever find roads like this is when I'm already almost out of gas. Right. <laughs> then I'm just screwed. So the street they ended up mostly taking was Dixie Highway. Dixie Highway at the time was a major road. So you could take that. You would still have to do some of these side roads, but you could get that down to Monroe. Once you were yeah. in Monroe, Dixie Highway was a straight asphalt shot from Monroe to Toledo. I would not have thought that Monroe was a city back then. So Dixie highway going that way where they could beer run from toledo into michigan when the league was illegal it was used so often it was called the avenue de booze or rummer's runway because there were so many people going up and down it and what it did was it rose to this uh a whole bunch of roadhouses you know popping up on the side with little little hotels little uh you know little eateries and stuff like that because all of a sudden it became this huge traffic road and Monroe exploded in population because it became a popular spot because it was 40 miles from Detroit and 20 miles from Toledo. So it was this happening in between spot pre-prohibition, but Michigan prohibition under the Damon Act. Well, actually, uh, the Dixie Highway, if you go down past uh, Monroe and Toledo, it was like a series of roads that went all the way into Florida. Just like now, 75, you could take it all the way down to Florida. Hmm. It's actually true. They started it in 1915, and it was a collection of five states that all worked together to come come up with the Dixie Highway. I will say that though, this though that episode was a really good episode because it was one of the episodes. You know, as we always do the DefCon scale, it was one of those episodes that I think a lot of people were really waiting to hear about. You know, the notorious Purple Gang and some of the other ones that you had mentioned when we talk about the DefCon scale. Well, and that was the first one that wasn't an individual. Like, that was the first one that we did a whole gang on. Yeah, we've done it a couple times since then, but that was the first one. Hold on one second. Hey. What up? Tank. What's up? There he is. Sorry, folks. What's okay, going on, we're, man? We're all drunk. We were just wrapping up. Uh, <laughs> 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 But yeah, just uh, catch Tank up. Just so, you, so it turns out, listener Dan was correct. 75 was not around in 1918. It didn't start till 1957. So at that time, they would have been taking Dixie Highway. <laughs> right on. And then another thing I seen, which could tie into later on when the Purple Gang started utilizing the Little Jewish Navy, sometimes instead of doing any of those mud roads, they jump on the Detroit River in Ecorse and take a boat all the way down to the Monroe Landing right there, reload from Toledo and just skip the road from Monroe to Detroit. Pretty smart. Much quicker too on the water, much quicker. Well, especially once you've seen those muddy ass roads. Like that's not a, that's not yeah. a really thing. <laughs> yeah. swam there faster. Anybody else, do you ever have any corrections like that? I know we make some mistakes because that's one of the things when I do the research, I didn't Google that, that was off the cuff. I just assumed because I go down to 75 to Toledo all the time that that was the route until we got a correction. But the best part of that correction is how Dan told me. So he told me, think McFly. 
<laughs> but to be fair, you told him you're no historian, so fuck him. Yeah, you started off that way. All right. Well, uh, Tank, while we got you in here, you want to hit us real quick with uh, what are you drinking today? We got a classic, folks. Uh, this is back when Tank was trying to find fancy beer but didn't want to spend a lot of money on it. And I mean, I don't really even know how fancy Red Stripe is, but uh, Jamaican's finest lager, 4.7%, straight out of Jamaica. And uh, anyways, um, it's one of my old-time favorites, and I don't think you can ever go wrong with one, man. Agreed. And we're one of the top two crime podcasts in Jamaica, too, so. Oh, well, shit. Oh, shit. Well, they used to have Red Stripe Light, and it was one of my favorites, and they don't make it anymore. Or they, at least they don't distribute it. Sam Adams Light was a good light, uh, quote, light beer, too, that, that, that they don't make no more, I don't think. Motherfuckers. No, probably the best uh, tasting light beer of all time, Tank. Like, that was a good-ass light beer. So the next thing we had to cover, we got uh, the Sam Red Levine episode. That was Tank and Dan. So in that one, the issue we had was I kept saying Sam Levine observes Shabbat, which meant that he didn't like to do hits on Saturdays. And Tank mentioned the Big Lebowski. Never roll on the Shabbat. Yeah. yeah. Never, roll. never roll. Yeah. I don't fucking roll on Saturdays, man. And your question was, you were saying that why was I calling it Shabbat? And he was calling it Shomer Shabbos, right? Well, even though I've seen the Big Lebowski probably a dozen times, it's been a good eight years, maybe seven since the last one. So Shabbat is the Sabbath day. Shomer Shabbos is the, uh, I guess, sect of Judaism that he was talking about. And I kept saying Shabazz with a long A and Z. But when I went back and looked at it, I was wrong. He's saying Shomer Shabbos and Shabbat is the name of the, you know, period of time where they're not supposed to do certain activities and things like that. Man, ever since the episode, I've been making a real ass out of myself. I <laughs> tell everybody. Yeah, I feel dumb just fucking being on the episode questioning all that, especially how much I love that movie. I, I figured that shit would have been burned into my skull, especially because it's Goodman's character. And that was like one of my favorite performances he ever did. But yeah, that was what I was able to find. And I talked talk to one of my buddies who's uh, married to a uh, Jewish lady, and he kind of schooled me up on that a little bit. See, so that's the Bad Guy Podcast. We're using criminal history and Big Lebowski to teach ourselves Yiddish, basically. There you go. <laughs> so this doesn't really have anything to do with the podcast, but it's the only thing since Walter from the Big Lebowski comes up. I've never seen the Big Lebowski, actually, and I heard it's like this great movie or it's like a cult Good classic Lord. or whatever. But I've never seen I mean, it. We could put this on pause and you can go watch it. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and take care of that. Or your screen share. We can all just enjoy it. There's only two things I know about. Well, I guess three things I know about the Big Lebowski. White Russians. I know that. I know that Walter is Shomer Shabbos. He doesn't roll on Saturdays. The other thing I know uh, Dan taught me, which is a random odd fact. But uh, Dan, you want to tell us your... Uh, Walter from Big Lebowski's random oh, fact. Uh, John Milius, he's a famous dude. That's who Walter's based off of. That yeah. dude's out of his goddamn mind. That dude was great. He used to roll with Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, and Francis Ford Coppola. And he was the screenwriter for a lot of big hits like um, Goddamn Apocalypse Now. And he directed Red Dawn. 
in that famous uh, Jaws speech that the captain makes about uh, their black eyes, he wrote that whole speech off the top of his head. Uh, he was just on the phone with Spielberg and he just spit that shit out. And he's just a prolific dude, but he, he used to carry around a gun everywhere to meetings and everything. And he went to Hollywood. He was a normal dude. But when he got to Hollywood, it was filled with so many of the soft Hollywood people that hated guns and were way left right that he went way the other way. And he was like a Hollywood version of Trump. And pretty much if you watch that movie and you see Walter, that's the way John Milius was. Like he'd just be, he was rich and screws around jet ski with the double barrel shotgun with a shirt off, nipples akimbo. That dude was wild. <laughs> like you earlier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's like, he's like the bad guy of uh, Hollywood and shit. Yeah, but uh, he rolled with yeah, a lot of people don't realize, but he was right there with George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, like all the big hits those guys made, that guy had a hand in it, and he was waving a gun around at people the entire time. Now we got in the call. Finally, the, the Wu-Tang is complete. We've completely formed like Voltron. We got bugs. <laughs> hey, guys. What up? What up? What are you drinking, bugs? Song breaks. Some water. <laughs> That's okay. Lorraine's drinking Fago Rock and Rye. And she better take it easy. She's getting a little too loose and wild on here. Not that I can't drink. It's just I don't think my professors would be happy if I came and hung over on a Thursday. So <laughs> yeah, they probably wouldn't. Well, I mean, just tell them it's for the podcast. I mean, what are they stupid? They'd under- they'd understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they'll understand once you explain that. So we'll give them a shout out. I'm doing it for the mob. It was educational. You you learned about Jewish culture with family and friends. Look, I understand they might not get it, but you just have to remind. It's the season one recap. I mean, come on, it's not like a regular episode. It's, a, it's important shit, man. That's right. Tell them they'll they'll want that shout out when they get to a million followers. I right. wish they let you do it. The next thing we was gonna cover uh, was our Tom Silverstein episode. So that was cancer and tone. We're both yeah, on the yeah. house, so. well, He was the artist that spent 36 years in confinement, right? Yeah, with no Yeah, he was going to write them. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Tom Silverstein, it's one of our most downloaded episodes, but it's also one of our most divisive episodes. People like it. Nobody's ever said it was a bad episode. We have had some people say that it's uh it's a little bit racist of us to promote white supremacy by covering someone in the Aryan Brotherhood. So, oh, <laughs> so there is that. That's the first that's time a... this week that I promoted white supremacy. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think learning about Hitler in history class is promoting Nazis. Yeah, really, no, that's it. Doesn't really make sense, guys. Uh, the way I would say is, it's not say hello to the good guy. I mean, we say he's a bad guy, folks. I can get it, but that's not our. That's not the aim. <laughs> yeah, that. No. I mean. Yeah, and I don't think anybody could, from even from the episode itself. Like, I don't know how anybody could pull that from it. Title card before you even download one episode. We're leading with bad guy. Say hello to this bad guy. We're gonna tell you about a bad person. Well, I mean, a, a picture of us would probably, <laughs> you know, be a clue that we're right. not anywhere near condoning. <laughs> <laughs> tone and cancer the white supremacists yeah. it's funny half of me hates the other half I have to dominate the other half well, I mean, half I of me is superior to the other half 
I, for one, have been, had many uncomfortable conversations about the Aryan Brotherhood with DC. He promotes a lot of crazy ideas. <laughs> Listen, we don't talk about what I do offline, online. All private information. No. no. But, yeah, I think that's one of those things in general, though. The nature of the podcast, you're going to end up... I mean, as this podcast goes on, there's going to be all types of people from all types of organizations that's going to be covered. I don't see anything wrong with it. The whole point is talking about the life of bad guys. If it was talking about the life of good guys, then yeah, I get it. We're talking about the same person that writes in uh, ID and, you know, when they talk about shit like that. Mm-hmm. What, what, do you write into all the TV shows that are talking about racist people and baby killers and all this other shit? Like, we can't talk about them. Like, we can't Karen's. talk about Charles Manson and shit. He's Karen. a racist bastard. He's all over TV. Karen. Wait. You guys, and re- you guys remember when... Married with Children came out. That woman didn't get it canceled because he was mean to his wife. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, she went I on for know. years. Right, and, and and then Tom Silverstein, he was the uh, person they built that prison around, right? Yeah, Florence Supermax. Supermax. Right. Clearly not a good dude. They <laughs> built the worst prison in America based on his actions. But you touched on it earlier, and I know we started a little bit in the episode, but this is some of Tom Silverstein's art, and uh, guy's pretty talented, I mean. Yeah, I mean, the one on the left looks like it could be an Iron Maiden CD cover. Or a British Ice tea bottle. (laughs) (laughs) What I didn't realize going into it, and this is just kind of coincidental, but Cancer would be like the artist of the group, and he's been on two episodes so far. (laughs) <laughs> One, Tom Silverstein, who is an artist, and then also Tommy Karate, who was also an artist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who was so happy holding his hummingbirds. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for the listeners at home, that doesn't mean his testicles. We're talking about actual painting. <laughs> Can Silverstein do the splits, though? <laughs> oh, man. I feel like... We go ahead and do a vote, but I think it's got to be anonymous. Tom Silverstein at least has to be the superior artist. I mean, right? I'm scared to make a decision, man. I mean, are we going to get feedback? Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Karate's still alive. I don't want to be, uh, you know, accused of promoting hummingbirds or nothing. But, no, I think definitely uh, old Silverstein got it. His, I mean, look at the shading on those hummingbirds. It's horrible. You see those hands? <laughs> He's yeah, still alive. He's coming that to get vine you. is kind of rough over there. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't, I don't see any forced perspective. I'd have to say uh, on, the, on that one. Is that a flower or a rocket ship? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. that. Now I can't unsee it. That's amazing. Right. Yep, that's the rocket ship spitting <laughs> something out. Apparently, is that a real tiny rocket ship or is that a giant ass <laughs> hummingbird? <laughs> If it's a giant hummingbird, then I'm going to change my ruling and go with that. (laughs) So we got a listener question, and this is for Lorraine McClain. But Bugs, you can jump in and kind of kick this around with her too. But it's from from Rasa Glammy. And as the only female on the show, you have been on two of the three females that we covered. Who do you think is the baddest bad guy, Papetta or Ada and Minna? Ooh, nice question. Good question. I didn't realize I was on two of the only three that we covered. So we had to pay attention there. Um, 
So who's the baddest? Is that what the question is? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the definition of baddest is. I guess it's kind of open to your interpretation. I would, I would say it had been Pepetta. was badass motherfucker. Like, she shot that dude point blank. While pregnant. And, said, and I'll do it again, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> From the one that was on the Everly sisters, the Ava Mini, they weren't bad at all. So this Pepetta, like, got yeah. caught jaywalking. She was badder than they were. <laughs> Ooh, let's see. It's Ooh, Papetta versus the, the Everlay sisters. Papetta well, is sure better looking. In my definition of baddest, I'm definitely saying Papetta, but my I'm saying baddest in like the prettiest way. <laughs> <laughs> Are we condoning? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean, Bugs? They're just going to judge them on their looks. We don't do that in 2021, judge them on their looks. And whatever, as we covered on that episode, they were pussy pioneers. Everything Thing you know about the sex game today, they like invented. So I can't say a girl's hot, but you can call them pussy pioneers. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say baddest is tricky. Like Papetta rolled up with a firearm and blasted a dude. They made millions of dollars and changed the game as racketeers. So it just depends on, you know, yeah. one was maybe a little bit more gangster, but Papetta didn't fucking retire to England or whatever the fuck. Yeah, one was shooting motherfuckers in the face, and the other two were building the first Playboy Club. I would say who this. was the third? Yeah, who was the third? Uh, Rachel Wells, the, uh, oh, the yeah. pirate. Yep, yep. That was a tone and tank. Yeah. So of the three three girls, the one you weren't on was Rachel Wall, and that was with Tone and Tank. And I will say that Tone has thought everything from whiskey to hand-drawn pictures were sexy. So I'm glad we didn't at least have him on an episode <laughs> with a truly sexy girl. <laughs> Once I seen that picture, I was waiting for him to say something because I don't think that was, that picture wasn't on the episode, right? Uh, it might have been on the Instagram, but that was the older version of the Instagram, so I don't know if I had them all up there yet. Oh, okay. I was waiting for Snack's reaction to that picture, <laughs> personally. Nobody yeah. knows what it would be, but it would definitely have to do with titties. One of my favorite lines is when he goes, uh, it's just like an 80s rated R movie. We got to have titties. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess one of my favorite lines is when we're in the Ken Edo episode. I said, he moved to Chicago, became a top-level racketeer, and married a stripper. And Tone said, I would have did the same thing. <laughs> okay. okay. I believe it. Uh, all right. So last thing we got. So the most teamed up group we had for the season was DC and J-Bone. You guys did four episodes together. That's right. Oh. All stars. Yeah. Oh, really? No, not really. The trophy goes to. <laughs> They're like, uh, they play second and short. They just come as a team. <laughs> Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> and Ivory. <laughs> hey, nobody wanted to join in earlier. You don't get to join in now. No, I think we had some good, uh, I think we had some good episodes. I think J Bone was a part at least of, at least one of my most drunk episodes. I think the other one was with me and uh, Cancer. I think oh, two of my most that. drunk episodes. That was yeah. chocolate martini night. Right? That was chocolate yeah. martini. Yeah. yeah, that was Chow Hayes. 
Yep. Three hours worth of edit. Three hours worth of episode to sit through. <laughs> yeah, fifteen minutes of usable footage. Uh, <laughs> can make that three parts. One of the things that was crazy though is so you guys did the most episodes together, and most of them were weird episodes. So you guys did Cherokee Bill, the half black, <laughs> half native cowboy. You guys mm-hmm. did Albert Hicks. The mutineering pirate, and then you guys did Kenny Wagner, the Appalachian escape artist. Oh, Kenny that was a good episode too. Yeah. yeah, you guys got all the bizarre ones. The X Files, if you will. How oh. bizarre! How bizarre! <laughs> now that's cool. Hey, you can team us up on a couple more of those. I like those kind of episodes. Anything that got a lot of curveballs are weird and people I definitely never heard of. I love those episodes because I literally I'm sitting there listening to the story like a, a listener listening at home. I don't know anything. It's like, hey, did what? Oh, You get nervous yeah. before I do. No, because I start drinking early. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't do. Us stuff like gives you like a lot of questions. It's what you're naturally, organically like curious about but it's what a fan would ask if they were able to during the show especially like Kenny Wagner like he was down south Appalachia you wouldn't think anything criminal but like kind of good home down home stuff meets I'll shoot you in the face if I have to yeah he Um, had a real interesting life um but so we figure I'd throw it to you guys but anybody could jump in too so we got a question that says if you were running a criminal organization and you had a high priority target that needs to be taken out. Failure not an option. Of the bad guys we covered, who would you hire? Ooh, that's a good. You want question. to jump first, DC? That's a tough one. Um, I can't think of their name. Who who was the two that were a part of? Um, they would get called in by Compole and some of the big games. Oh, they were part of. What was the that Siamese twins from the Purple Gang? Whoever they were, I remember them being affiliated with the Purple Gang and some other ones, but I think they were kind of their own thing. Remember that shootout in the apartment building where they shot the guy at the end of the hallway? Are you talking about the American boys? See, I don't remember their names. So now I'm I just think kidding. you, the Flores Massacre, it was a... Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Where, where they, it was in like an apartment building or whatever. They got the guy in the Hotel. hallway and shot him up with Tommy guns. Yeah. But those guys seemed like they would come into town, take care of business, and get out. And it was, we're in, we're out, the job is taken care of. Those are the guys I would probably go after. That's a good call. Me personally, I would say Frankie Yale. The question is like a high mark target. Personally, he came in and uh, for Capone and Johnny the Fox Torrio did, O'Banion, Big Jim Calissimo. Like bosses are well insulated, as you see throughout like all the movies, Sopranos, everything. They don't really get approached where they could get killed and he's in on two bosses and a plethora as the boss yeah. himself of little people along the way like, he was a true bad guy like he killed his way to the top well you know but high I, level shit giant I had, killer i hadn't even considered frankie L, but as soon as you start when you start talking about it then yeah you look at big jim diano banyan kind of the white hand you know he was a guy that took out some yeah. gangs does uh anybody else got Anything? Well, I got a few. I was thinking Yale, but he took it. But uh, I'm going to take a little uh, hidden one that people probably ain't thinking about, and that's Octavio. What is it? Oh, Octave Garnier, the uh, French dude. He wasn't really the typical bad guy that we do. He's more of a political guy. He was a Marxist and all that. 
but he was down for the cause. He was blowing up whole buildings. He was throwing dynamite at cops. He was crazy. He was down to like going kamikaze style. So like you need somebody taken out. This tiny little dynamite French dude will come whipping up. And <laughs> he was a dynamite French dude. <laughs> Tommy Karate, because you can't fuck with them chops, boy. Get you. Bugs, uh, Bugs, you were shaking your head. You look like you were thinking Octave, too. Yeah, so I guess we're just stay stealing everybody's guesses. I, but uh, I was thinking uh, either I was going with either East Trudeau or Octane, but like I was sticking with the like arson and bomb theme. East okay. Trudeau, like a lot of bombs. Okay. The one point that stuck out to me, like as soon as you said it, he went and killed that one dude on the street just because it looked like that, that dude. Man, that dude will get he'll get the job done. If he has to kill every person that even looks like you to get it done, he will do that until he gets everything, until he gets it knocked out. And Yves Trudeau, that was the uh, French-Canadian biker dude, right? Yeah. Is that the same guy that would literally, like, go up and knock on people's door? Yeah, Yeah. knock on the door and shoot him in the head? (laughs) (laughs) If that's not getting the job done, I don't know what it is. (laughs) The title of the episode is a line from Bugs. The episode's titled, they should get, like, peepholes or something. (laughs) (laughs) you just kind of routinely knocking on people's doors and then shooting them in the head cancer were you did you have a pick yeah i was thinking uh super killer solonic took out some pretty big dudes that's what i was thinking i wanted to make sure everybody else hit it you know so i didn't steal their guess but yeah i was thinking super killer only because it said high priority so you know, he could do some sniping. He could go John Wick style, two guns into the club. You know what I mean? Yep. Running, jumping over fences and stuff. I, I like an action hit, man. He definitely has the best name for the quest. Right. <laughs> right there in front of your face the whole time. He's got a list of names and shit. Super like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too obvious to be right. Like... <laughs> So, is there a guy that um, never went to jail and didn't get murdered? That's who I want to hire. Tony Accardo. Yep. That's who I was thinking of. And he will get up close and personal with that thing, too. Go smash their head in. And I got an opposite who I would never hire is the guy that <laughs> shot that dude in the head three times. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're fired, dude. <laughs> that was Scatuso, the guy that tried to kill Ken Edo. Yeah. You're out of here. you. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. Any of you guys, you guys got anything else? Well, I can throw something in that that's non-podcast related that is podcast related. Uh, one of the most notorious beers of the podcast was Boss Tweet, and that was introduced mm-hmm. to me by Tank at a fight party. Had nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> and literally, it became my beer of 2020. And then, uh, then you paid it forward and you uh, let me try one on a podcast. I was one with you and I gave a glowing recommendation and thanked you for passing it on to me. That's I think the, Bugs, uh, seven degrees of separation of both yeah. and yeah. tank. <laughs> I think Bugs had one that same fight night. I do remember that because he went to sleep. Put me to sleep on the couch, but now I like it. I'm used to- <laughs> I would Boss say Lee is pretty good. I would say that that would probably be like the uh, like the official beer of season one. I could see going with a uh, Boss Tweed. 
second place chocolate martinis. Who That's here has a had one? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I love Boss Tweed, but man, I when you said that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that shit yeah, was delicious. Hey, those chocolate martinis. Yeah. No joke. You're here. <laughs> I agree. Those chocolate martinis, that was definitely the most drunk episode I've been on. And those, and it was literally like we were just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think we were talking about, it might have been off offline, we were talking about Lorraine McClain previously working at bars and making drinks. Mm-hmm. And somehow it came about the great idea. You know what? She probably could make a great drink for us. Let's ask. And then she's <laughs> like, um, I probably could make like a, I don't know, like a chocolate martini. That sounds great. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely delicious, <laughs> but it hits you so hard. And oh. It was literally, I think we had martini glasses that night. So mm-hmm. it was like real dainty, but you ended up really drunk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Plus, so we got locked up in our houses for so long to actually be out and be around like human beings. <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. So we got to get the Duke, J Bone, and Bugs one. That's what I was about to say. As soon as uh, next time I come over to podcast, I better have some fucking mocha martinis happening. <laughs> All the OGs, the OGs got left out of the. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, before we let you guys go, real quick, I really appreciate you guys. I couldn't have did the podcast without you, and thank you. you. Could have, but it would have sucked. Right. Well, yes, <laughs> I could have made a terrible podcast <laughs> all by myself. I appreciate you guys helping me make a good one. All right. Well, this is so. This is say hello to the bad guy. Thanks for coming, and thanks for listening. <laughs>